Coming up on OTH, Raymond and I discuss patch 11.24, TSM's announced LCS roster, and cover the last bits of news for most likely our last episode of the year. We hope you enjoyed this episode of On the Hunt. Welcome everybody to episode 40 of On the Hunt, a League of Legends podcast. I'm your co-host Chris, aka Mr. Butterfingers. Because last week I slipped up pretty fucking bad, and that's why there's no episode 39. And then just don't ask about it. <laughs> uh, joining me, yeah, maybe one day the the lost episodes will come out. Yeah, Chris will be able to handle the loss, and you know we can all talk about it in the future, but not this week. Yeah, just not right now. It's too soon. Uh, and joining me on this episode is our other co-host Raymond. How are you doing, man? I'm doing good, dude. You know. I actually had my holiday party for work last week, and so I like I went out in the world, like saw real people. It was kind of crazy. Is that the first time you've ever met them? Uh, a lot of them. Um, there, there's been a few people that I've like met at. We've had like a couple of meetings that have been in person, but for the most part, that's the first time. Yeah, that is pretty uh, litty titty, if I may say so. I probably can't say that, <laughs> but it's my podcast, so I can say that. That's true. You know, there's nothing stopping you, really. Nice. Um, any any gaming lately? Um, just been playing some league. Not not a ton. Um, but yeah, I've got some games in. Just a few here and there. Some spicy A Rams. I swear, dude, we That's had good. like I was playing A Ram. I think it was like Saturday or Sunday where it was. I played with some buddies and we had like four or five games in a row that went like 25 minutes or 30 minutes long on A Ram, and I'm like, what the hell is happening? That's brutal. Just absolute slobber knockers. <laughs> yeah i've been uh i've been doing some league of legends gaming myself i played a, played a couple of lee sin games um both regular like um regular draft and also spellbook it was pretty fun i feel like i'm getting back into the groove of things there and then yeah played a butt ton of arams in the last week as well so yeah i've been spending a lot of time playing league recently actually um found some new people to play with and so it's been pretty fun nice nice uh been enjoying the new season some of the new items and uh Still getting used to them as well, but other than that, pretty having some fun with it. Yeah, are you? Uh, how 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 good are you at least in? Like, is that one of your babies? Like, your go to if you like get locked jungle or what? Oh uh, well, yeah. If I get locked jungle and it's I'm not feeling Sejuani or that or for some reason that game. Like, <laughs> yeah, I would say Lee Sin and Rek'Sai are my babies in in that sense. But I I don't I'm not like the most cracked Lee Sin player either, or like. It's not like riding a bike to me or anything. It's like, I, I still struggle with it sometimes. So I would say I'm like a six and a half, maybe seven on a good day, least in player. But, okay. you know, I have fun is what matters. That's true. Yeah, I'm with you there. A few of my buddies on our uh, on our Discord, I'd always make a joke that it's like, I'm the best least in, in the server, but I'm fucking garbage at least in. Just that everybody else is way worse. So every once in a while, I have to break it out and just prove to them like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm. You know, I'm pretty good. I'm the best he's in. Yeah, you got some fingers here. That's it, yeah. For sure, dude. Donkey in, though. Take every Q. You fight early game. If we're not level 6 yet, like, I'm scrapping with the enemy jungler, guaranteed. If I am level 6, I'm scrapping with enemy jungler, please. That's also true, too, but... (laughs) I'll scrap anybody. Most of the time. Okay, uh, for this week, I'm thinking we can just dive into uh, patch 11.24. That came out last week, and we just kind of skipped it um, because that episode doesn't exist. <laughs> and uh, you and I had discussed this patch uh, with the preview uh, with some changes before, and then 
So pretty much this is just going to be, you know, the first patch after the release of the preseason. Um, as we predicted, it's just going to be a, a couple of nerfs for a lot of the stuff that they introduced here. Um, yeah, mostly a lot of nerfs. Uh, was there anything in uh, in the patch that kind of caught your attention? Yeah, I mean, I think, like, I think we touched on it when we saw the preview, but um, the Axie Mark nerf, I think, is nice. Uh, and also the nerfs that they gave to, like, Shattered Queen and just generally, like, it's Cosmic Drive. Big, a lot of the things that were seeing a lot of presence obviously you know even though it was just the first patch it was like everybody knew like look these are kind of nuts um so i think those are the main item nerfs that i liked seeing what about you anything stick out at first glance um yeah other than like all of the changes that they've made to the new items like cosmic drive even shroud crown just like just the general nerfs to these new items the first balance change that they're getting that those all kind of caught my attention to see you know how how they were performing according to the data and then um, how they're adjusting it accordingly. So um, that's just kind of interesting to uh, for me to see. I'm also kind of interested in the Camille nerf that they've done here as well. Um, less damage on the W and then um, higher cooldown on the hook shot at later levels. I, it's yeah. kind of interesting to me that like Camille is like top three top laner champions just in and out um, over the, the course of her release. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I think I saw somebody's like top lane a tier list lately. Uh, I think it was today or yesterday, and they rated her, like, number one in the S tier. So it's pretty... I really like Camille, so I might be biased. I like playing Camille. <laughs> yeah. Even though I'm also a bad Camille player, but, um, but like, six, six and a half, maybe seven on a good day Camille player. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that chip just has so much stuff. It's, like, it's. I'm not surprised kind of to see her still uh, still be or stick around at the top of the table just so flexible with hookshot and everything and and the true damage like it, she's a real like legitimate scaling top lane you know like once you get to the point where you're getting the six seven hundred true damage cues there's nobody that can 1v1 you if you're playing it smart and not just like running straight into them and even then sometimes when you run straight into them it's good so you just get a lot of flexibility in how you play out side lanes and the whole game really big yeppers yeah and, and her ulti just feels really good as well so make sure people don't get away and it's always super satisfying when you catch somebody like mid flash and you ulti them beforehand, so you follow them like the whole way. Yeah, feels pretty good. But other than that, dude, like nothing else really interests me in this patch. Like, there's some fun stuff like Twitch and Kale. They now scale off their attack range, which is fun. I don't know if it really matters. I think um, it's good for lethal tempo, right? Like that makes sense. I think that's I the whole point. Yeah, so weird. Yeah. Yeah, and that's like the only thing that changes. I mean, other than rapid fire cannon, that's the only thing that's ever changed range, right? So it makes sense that they have probably forgotten to address it. Oh yeah, you know that that does make sense. And then the yeah, Ivern but... change, dude. Ivern finally gets to farm Krugs, not waste gold. You know, I've actually never played Ivern on a Summoner's Rift game ever in my life before. Really, it's never interested me. Wow, I think I played him some. When he first came out, I, I just remember doing, like, the classic Ivern, like, you start, you tap your blue, and then just go straight to their, like, red or, like, opposite, you know, and just steal their buff, and then go right back and go back to your normal jungling. I, I remember when he came out, just, like, being like, dude, this is such such a fun invade, my favorite play pattern, like, I'm just gonna do this every game. I don't play it much anymore, though. Yeah, I've just never been Ivern curious, I guess. <laughs> Or I've never, like, looked at that champ. Like, I have no idea how, how Daisy works to this day. Because I've never played Ivern. Or yeah. looked into it. 
don't let her hang out. If you have to fight against him, dude, don't, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's like Yorick's maiden. Like, that's that's the important half of the champion. The other half doesn't really matter. Good to know, dude. I usually just ignore her, for <laughs> good or worse. Uh, how about the the debonair skins? Do you fuck with any of them? We've got uh... debonair, Master Yi, LeBlanc, Malzahar, Bran, Draven, and, or wait, Zed and Leona. Yeah, I think the only one that I've, like, noticed in a game yet, it, like, I haven't played with any of them. I think I saw somebody play, like, against uh, the Debonair Draven skin, and I actually kind of thought that looked pretty cool, but I also didn't see a ton of it. Um, but I don't know. I'm not, like, super intrigued by this skin line at all. Mm, that's fair. I think the the champions that they picked for this skin line, it, I think they all kind of look nice in that in that aesthetic. But other than that, but yeah, they don't really jump out to me as like, oh, I gotta have that one, unless the like effects are really nice or something. Yeah, it's a little weird. Like looking, even just looking at the splash arts, I feel like it's hard to tell. Like I don't know. Like they don't look like what I expect the champs to look like. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like the the skin line seems very like warping almost. Like like if you like the debonair skin, then you probably like any of the given champs, right? Or any of these given skins. But uh-huh. I don't see like how like I look at the Zed skin and even then it doesn't feel like if I'm a Zed player, does this like look like Zed to me? Is this like what I like about Zed? You know, but it's like if I like Debonair, then I might like this skin for Zed. But I don't know. Like Master Yi doesn't look like Master Yi. I feel like LeBlanc is the one that it fits the most. And then everybody else I'm kinda like, I don't know, they look weird. Yeah, I like LeBlanc and how it looks for brand as well, but I definitely agree on your point about Zed of like it just looks like it looks like somebody told the artist to, like, make one for Zed. You will make one for Zed. Yeah, I mean, and they just like, all have suits. It's like, oh, yeah, I put another guy in a suit, right? And he's like, okay, but hold on. This guy has to have, like, the blades on his hands. He's like, uh, okay. <laughs> but, I mean, I think they still, I mean, they look they look nice. But just, I don't know, a little weird to me, at least. That's fair. And then as a as a fellow Ari simp since 2011, I bought her with <laughs> RP. Like, that's how serious I am. Damn, okay. I'm enjoying all of the the anniversary chromas as well, and that's yeah. What are they? Much the... Are they just like you need a little recolor? Okay, I like that. I see. I see you. Yeah, just some recolors. Uh, some of them look like decent recolors as well, so I'm down for that. Yeah. Anything for more Ari? <laughs> <laughs> You're the reason that this game still exists. The I Ari think so. I think I paid for like an extra year of development. <laughs> I'm the reason that there's a that there is a team to work on the the league client. It's not it's not a big team, but there's people, there's people <laughs> they, on that. Yeah, team. they don't get paid a lot, but <laughs> they do get paid, and it's from Chris. <laughs> yeah, and that's why the league client takes so long to be revamped. All right, um, so that's pretty much it for patch eleven point twenty four, and what was interesting with that. Finally, we get to hear back from TSM about what their roster is looking like. Uh, for a long time, we we knew that. Uh, Top lane and jungler were confirmed, and then news about Tactical came out um, about a month ago now yeah. as well. And then now they're adding two new LDL players, two two youngins, 20 years old for mid lane, 19 years old for support as well. And I'm really excited because um, I don't know if you know this, but I took three quarters of uh, Mandarin at the University of California, Davis. And so I'm very excited to explain to you um, how to pronounce the, the, the names of these players. Ooh, okay, I'm excited too. But I did know that you took Chinese, if you remember, that we had a mutual friend in one of your Chinese classes. I don't remember that. 
I would say his name, but I'm worried that it would get us in trouble on the podcast. So we'll talk about it afterwards. Okay, okay. I'm not sure what that means either, but okay. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Tell me how to say the new TSM mid laner and support names. Okay, we can start with support because that one's uh, easy. So uh, hailing from Fun Plus Blaze, the uh, smaller sister team of Fun Plus Phoenix is Shen E. It's it's like if it's like if a if if in game if a Sean if a Shen has no e, uh d- used his taunt you would say Shen has no Shen. e right right and so you're yeah. saying that if his taunt cooldown is up then you would say like oh watch for Shen e or something like that and so that's how you okay. say this guy's name okay. or that's how you pronounce y y y i in like the Chinese language is like e okay like like double e I guess so Shen e is the support's name. Okay. And, and it's for... like two syllables, right? It's not just like Shenny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's two, it's two very dis- uh, distinct syllables. Okay. Uh, and then for for the mid lane, hailing from Thunder Talk Gaming Young, sister team of Th- uh, Thunder Talk Gaming, which is a sick name. I've just never heard of is, it until today. Is Thunder Talk Gaming, like an LPL team, or is that. It, just, dude, like... it must be an LPL team. And if you, I don't know, if, like, don't they have like. 20 teams in the LPL in any given season. I'm kind of joking and exaggerating, but I think they do. Yeah, okay. Um, And so this is, I think this is one of the ones that no one just ever talks about because they're not, like, top 10. Right, okay. (laughs) But I think there is, like, you know, some absurd amount, like 14 LPL teams or something like that. And Thundertalk Gaming is one of them. And then this guy comes from Thundertalk Gaming Young, which is a a good name. Baby, yeah. And so um, this guy's name is which is like okay so it's not something weird like it's not like kea duo or something like that which would be like a really white person's way to say it so one more time it's like it's like yeah and then the the last part duo it's like it's like you're saying like Dwayne the rock johnson like Dwayne duo it's like that kind of and um and what it means in mandarin it means like more cute it, it's okay. it, it's a, it's like if you were trying to say like i'm more cute than raymond that that's what his name means it's like it it's like it just means like it's more cute or something like that and so okay. i already know he's gonna get memed for that name of like if he ever like loses mid lane you could just be like oh well at least he's more cute or something like that <laughs> and so that that's what his name means it's, you know it's so, better than tukui's name so <laughs> i don't know it could, could be better it could be worse <laughs> um, but those are, you know, th- so, so so that's it. Kaidwa and Shen Yi, both coming from the LDL to play for a TSM's mid lane and support. I think I saw some people um, commenting on Reddit saying something like, oh, we can't flame them if we know nothing about them. Yeah, uh, which is true. the exact way that I feel, actually. So, you know, what do you think about these two new additions to the the TSM roster? Uh, you know, they did say a, a while back when Bjergsen was released that they're going to try to do something a little bit more experimental uh, with their roster. What, was it experimental or, like, developmental? Development. Yeah, developmental, okay. I think, was how they worded it. I believe you. Yeah, I think I recall that now as well. Um, but, yeah, it, it looks like this is the direction that they're going, that, you know, after about, I think it's a month of, like, boot camping out in asia land uh this is this is this is the results that they've gotten hey you said it not <laughs> yeah. Me, dude. so yeah what do you think about the, the tsm roster huni uh, uh speaker um mid lane tactical and in support uh i think it i'm i think it's a pretty good roster um i you know it's hard to give them any kind of like high hopes right off the bat like 
just because you don't know so much about Kaidua and Shenny. Um, but like, it's, I would say it's a promising like way to go for it, right? Like if you, if you have faith, like in the TSN management, which probably a lot of people don't after how the off season has kind of gone down for the last couple of years. Um, but like, if you do have trust in like Parth and Peter Jang and the guys in charge like there, then I think the way that this off season has been handled, like would give a good amount of confidence on like, these are guys that you should be excited for, um, you know, pulling rookies out of the LPL, which is, or the LDL really, which is like, you know, not a region that the LCS is really imported, uh, not a region like that, that at least is imported either. Right. Like that's like an untapped market for Western teams. Plus like we already know how good the LPL has shown like themselves to be as a league, the last, or as a region, the last couple of years. So like the pull rookies out of there seems like a smart decision, right? Like there's no way that there's no way that there aren't guys there that are, you know, have top level like team potential. You know, it's just that they're on they're on small teams or like academy teams in a league that has, you know, the best talent in the world kind of thing. So it's hard to break through. So I, I think it's a good look for, for TSM in general. Um and Spika and Tactical both good LC, LCS players proven to be like good top five at least in their roles, right? Speaker won MVP last split, and who needs still a good player? I'm I feel like he's like almost the odd one out, like on this roster, right? Like he doesn't speak Mandarin, he's not like a zoomer, like speaking in tactical. Like I feel like he's a little out of place, but um, hopefully, you know, he can act as like a solid veteran, you know has been to worlds is like has accomplished a lot of things you know already like hopefully he's a good veteran presence on the team that's funny that you put him in that light of like uh, oh huni is like the oldest one by a lot by a long shot or something like that and he is I'm, right like i yeah. mean i i don't know how old he is i'm sure he started when he was pretty young but he's gotta be pretty old he, i i don't think i don't think he's older than like 23 like i think he's like absurdly young Oh, yeah, he's 23 jeez oh he's really okay his birthday's on christmas he'll turn 24 on christmas okay yeah so yeah for i mean for a player who you know debuted and as far as we know back in two, 2015 i think he was yeah, playing even before that as well years, yeah. like yeah he's he's absurdly young actually but i mean come on in in league terms right 23 like you're basically you're past your prime dude you're oh way yeah past he's prime. grandpa yeah. yeah but yeah so he's definitely a veteran status like you were saying um yeah, I kind of agree with you. I think I, I think it, I think it's cool that TSM has reached out to you know dig into the um, LPLs and uh, that whole leagues and ecosystems talent as well. Because um, especially over the years, we've seen people draw rookies uh, and I would say mysterious talent from um, different parts of the world, like Korea, like even France with uh, Ica, um, even the, um, the OPL. We were getting a lot of talent just drawn all over the world, but not a lot of people have been importing players from the LPL in recent years. Honestly, I can't even remember um, anybody who has come from the LPL in like the last few years or so. Sword Art's probably like the only one that really counts, right? But he was not even like he was only LPL for a year. So, yeah, I think Sword Art. Well, I think Maple and Sword Art played in Suning for a couple of years. Okay. Because, uh, yeah, I think they left flash roles for Suning for a in like 2019 i believe but anyways yeah i think yeah but other than sword art yeah i can't can't name you one who has like i can remember off the top of my head in like the last five years or so um when it comes to lpl or even taiwanese supports or i mean uh imports 
Right. So I think that's really exciting for the league of like, uh, it, it, like it, we, it, we meme it, uh, but it's funny. And, but it's, I think it's cool that we're going to have like Korea nine team speaks <laughs> Mandarin um, and team LEC liquid over there. Like, I think this is, <laughs> we're bringing worlds, to, we're bringing worlds home. Um, so to speak. And I, I think that's going to be really fun for the LCS next year. Um, more fun than even Bjergsen being back. Like if Bjergsen didn't come <laughs> back, like it would, it could still be really fun. If, if Bjergsen was Niski instead, like I wouldn't be mad. I think that team would still be really good and I would still or be really Jensen excited too, for them. Right? Yeah. 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 Or Jensen too. I don't know why I said that. Um, so I, I don't know how bullish I'm feeling about the TSM team. And I, I actually kind of hesitate to put them in top five. Or or top four, I mean, I, maybe I could put them at fifth place, um, just not knowing anything about the mid laner support. But yeah, I, I think it's fun, and I I think that's great that they dug into um, that talent pool in that side of the world, and that they were able to scout these people. And TSM is probably the only team in the world, or I mean, in the LCS that could even begin to have the conversations of like recruiting these players, or even getting them to even thinking about you crossing the world and going to the LCS in this. Um, environmental climate climate and stuff like that yeah that's true i think that's a good point that like you know having like speaker who's bilingual and you know peter Zhang and like they they definitely had like the best in for like attracting chinese talent and i think um i think that like it'll be interesting to see how they're able to actually like develop these players now because that was part of when parth was talking about doing a developmental team right like um not it's not like developmental like oh we're pulling you know three guys out of collegiate that like are probably only at challenger level at best or whatever right like these are these are guys that are like have been in the professional ecosystem at least right like they're they're good league players like you have to be good at that point to be in like any level of the chinese infrastructure i'd bet um but like having having like unopinionated players basically right like these these are kids these are kids at best that have you know not played league at a super high level at a world's level like anything like that and like you don't have a lot of like inbuilt tendencies or opinions about the game presumably right and then like they've brought in chawi and like the existing um staff that they still have to like be able to mold a team out of the existing parts that they've already had right like speaking huni played in a system last year that presumably will you know carry over to this year but they get to teach new players rather than try and integrate older players into it right so that'll be interesting to see yeah and it will be interesting to see um how the the new players are going to shape the team as well and i think that tsm legends probably might not be as fun anymore because it's just going to be like all huni speak tactical content it that's maybe still not... fun what do you mean <laughs> actually yeah that just sounds like a lot of fun um but... <laughs> But it's it's definitely going to be a bit different. Um, and then also, they also announced... Oh, another thing is that uh, Kai Duel and Shen Yi, they both have three-year contracts. I saw that on, um, like, LOL Fandom or something like that. So I, I don't know. I just thought that was a, a cool point to point out. Well, Tactical has a two-year contract, to my understanding, uh, with TSM until they 2020. Didn't, they didn't, like, buy out Tactical, right? Or maybe they... I think they did, right? You know, was, I don't think so. so I think Tactical was, like, was free agent. Really? I I don't quote me on that. But I I thought that he was a free agent or would become a free agent. Maybe. 
Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, it would almost that. make sense that he was like, I mean, he was a rookie when he started, right? It would have been like probably like a two year contract for a rookie. But yeah, the three the the three year contract like kind of doesn't surprise me for the for the Chinese players. Like that's I I think to some degree like especially after after the sword art situation, right? Like I I would definitely think like mm, look I'm down to go to NA and play for TSM, but I kind of don't want to get fucked over, even though like. Technically, getting a three-year contract doesn't save you or anything, but there's there's some level of commitment from the org, right? Like in offering a longer contract that gives you a, a sense of stability. Probably affects like visa stuff too, but maybe not. Oh uh, yeah, I have no idea how that would come into play with work visas or gaming visas or however that kind of stuff works. Um, and then uh, the TSM roster also announced that their full coaching staff as well, which is not as big as some other coaching staffs. Um, we already knew that LCS head's coach was going to be Chowi. Uh, they do still have Peter Zhang over there. I, uh, his title is head of player development, but I believe he's also the academy coach in addition to that. Uh, they still have Kays, LCS strategic coach and head scout. And then I think um, you and I talked a while ago that they released Curry and obviously Bjergsen's no longer with the team as coach as well. And then they also have a, a guy for, or a person, sorry, for data science and analytics as well as, uh, and, oh, never mind, they have somebody who is a, a dedicated academy coach yeah. um, here at the bottom. Um, I don't really have any comments for this unless you have something to say. Uh, yeah, I don't think so, really. I think um, I think the only person who's new to this staff, other than Chawi, is the new academy coach. And it sounded like he was already doing like um, amateur coaching like for their, their in-house stuff that they had been running previously. So it's like... A, promotion for him more than anything but the other guys were all there last year just maybe in different like slightly different roles for sure for sure and then um, with the announcement of the tsm mid laner we now have you know the nationalities of each mid laner in the lcs there's now only uh three north american mid laners uh with a blaze olive and jojo chun hailing from canada and palafox being good old-fashioned american and then of course we also got um Abadage and Power of Evil from Germany, I believe. Bjergsen and... I oh know, I guess it's just Bjergsen from Denmark. Fudge from uh, Australia land. And Tukui from France. And then there's also Dignitas Blue, and I, I don't know what country he's from. Uh, courtesy for Fionn on Fire for putting that together. Uh, do you That's... miss Pope Welter already? <laughs> <laughs> I do a little bit, you know, but I feel like Pope is probably in a better space than being on uh, CLG. So... <laughs> I feel good for him at the same time. I think I think everyone can feel good about that. <laughs> uh, what was that? That was the list of all the um, imports that we have now. Uh, origins of like the mid laners. That's mid laners. That's mid laners. Yeah. I gotcha. I gotcha. I was gonna say that sounded like a short list for just imports. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, it's just like a, a fun thing. Yeah, we've got a few. Like, I feel like there's a few that are you know now like NA mids. You know, we still got it's Pope. You know, missing Pope, but. Pope used to be the only one, right? And then everybody else was in imports. Maybe like count. DeMonte and stuff like that. Right. I feel like th- there was at least a year or two where he was literally the only one uh, before before DeMonte, I think. Like the 2016, 2017 years. I'd have to go back, but I, I, I could believe it. That'd be funny. Yeah. Yeah, the years that like Froggen played and stuff like that. Uh, probably every team had an import. Yeah, but now we've got a Blaze and JoJo. I'm more excited. youngins yeah yeah more youngins fudge in the mid lane a native na you know mid laner fudge i you know i'm hype <laughs> yeah 
Uh, other than that, it's a, it's a pretty snow news day as we're uh, coming to the end of the year and the end of the off season as well. Uh, so we just have a couple of things to talk about here. Um, they put out a, a change to teleport over on PBE where um, before 14 minutes, you can only teleport to towers. And then after that, you can start teleporting to like other stuff like minions, Jarvan flags, Zach blobs, you know, whatever. Uh, what do you think about this teleport proposed teleport change? You know, this one, I'm probably biased as a bot laner. Um, oh, yeah. But I, I think it's fine. Like, I like I think it's I think it's good, you know, to take away the yeah, like those early fights that are just like, you know, it's like I'm bot lane level four. Like we finally find a good all in. We have all our abilities and then we're getting double TP'd on by top and mid and then our top and mid double TP. Right. And then it's a four v four like and they have ulties and I'm just like, man. I already had to blow heal or something like I'm useless, whatever. And then we get fucked or we win, you know, like it takes away that, which I think is nice. I don't know. Like having to, having TP towers, it feels, it's like a little weird. I don't know. Ta- teleport seems like it's such a hard thing for riot to balance. Like every change has had to be like a little, um, what's the word? Like ham fisted for whatever they want to do. I'm not familiar with the term. It's, you know, it's like you're trying to like use a ham to, like punch something i don't know it doesn't make sense but like um like there's there's not a clean way to do it right like it's not something that's yeah. like super intuitive but i think it does you know it it it's it's definitely like a a nerf it's like a, a real nerf to teleport which i think is fine um it's it, it might even you know for some top laners it probably saves them because they won't like tp into a minion wave after they just died and then die again Mm-hmm. I don't know the the fact that it goes back after 14 minutes, like to just normal like teleport, seems like are we really doing something here, or are we just like saving reckless from having to fight five v fours or five v twos every time he goes for a trade? Um, it, actually, the way that you phrase that, that's exactly how I feel about it. So here, here's my opinion. Uh, I'm kind of in agreement with you. Of like, it, it sucks where it kind of feels like they're just forced to try to do something with teleport and then this is just what they came up with um and i think it's fine um the way that it is where it goes back to normal after 14 minutes i i I feel like it doesn't gut or it doesn't like outright kill teleport or like make it terrible i think it's fine or it's it's going to be fine and i'm interested in this change because as a as a dirty tf player um it'll make me like it like really defines like how you should use your ulti and how you should use your teleport and then like uh, it'll feel nice because, like, if I ulti in onto something as TF, then I'm going to be the only one there. There's not going to be some other yeah. person's TP to follow up. And then right. before 14 minutes, do not expect me to TP to your lane. That My TP is for my lane before 14 minutes. Except and maybe- for, like, dives, right? Like, that's that's the situation where it still, like, can be helpful. Like, if you see yeah. someone getting dove, like, if, if top lane is getting dove at, like, level 3 because they the wave got bounced wrong, right? And so you've got like a top laner and a two and a half stacked waves against a level two top laner and a, and then the jungler's there too, right? Like that's a good point where you can still TP to help your side lanes, but it, I feel like that's better that it's a like defensive thing and like a real investment, right? Like you lose a lot of, um, you know, your your safety in lane, like you, you know, you, you, you can miss a lot of XP and stuff like that. Whereas before it was like, Oh well, their mid laner is gonna, you know, teleport to the three v one dive now and force you to TP. Otherwise, you know, you're 
your top laner is out of the game. Like now there's like you you because there's no offensive power to it, like in the same way that you could before, like it's I like that um you're still able to like help bail out people, but it's just there's less uh there's less like unstoppable like strategies or uncounterable stuff without using your own TP now. Yeah, you brought up a good point there. It's definitely this change is definitely going to simplify the complexity of, of early games and all of the different decision makings that you could do with a with a, a free roaming teleport per se. And I I guarantee that every first teleport is just going to be used on on your own tower um, before five after like your first or second recall even. And so yeah, it is going to simplify the game state so to speak, um, and rather and simplify the decision tree for what to do with your teleport in the first 10 minutes of the game. Um, it will do that, but it, it it's going to be fine. And, right. And I mean, and I don't think it's like, I would push back that it's not like super like simplifying because in some ways the other, the plays that you already made with teleport were pretty obvious. Right. And especially the ones we saw in competitive, like that top lane dive, like that's fucking obvious, dude. Like, if if a top laner gets the good level one trade or whatever, it's so easy for them to get that stacked wave. And your mid laner that has TP and is gonna dive with it, it's like it's still an obvious play to do that, right? Like it doesn't it's not hard for them to be like, Oh yeah, I just cleared my wave and then I'll TP and we'll dive the guy, right? Like those those are easy plays that should not be that easy. So I think that's fine to like remove that ability in that direction as well. Even though like now it's like, yeah, okay, if I'm just gonna TP to lane like I'm just going to TP to lane. Like that's all you have to do for the first ten minutes or whatever. Yeah, and I'm fine with that as opposed to like taking ignite or something like that. Uh, yeah, all in favor, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I think all in favor. I as long as it also means you know for for the top lane people that are now going to be restricted to one v ones, it means you don't get like exhaust veins in your top lanes. Hopefully that doesn't happen. Yeah, that sounds like a bad time. <laughs> Um, and then in some miscellaneous use, uh, it looks like Team Liquid let go of Jensen from their organization, so he's now a, a true free agent with no with no buyout. Uh, any thoughts on that? Teamless, um, but any thoughts yeah. on that? I don't think so. Um, I don't. I don't know. Like it seems like it seems good for Jensen. You know, like at this point, I don't think it's going to save him from anything, right? Like no team is. Every team has decided. No team is going to just like be like oh why wait jensen is free now i don't have to pay steve right right like i think i think teams have decided which way they're going to go with their rosters across the globe kind of and i imagine jensen's not the player that's like i'm going to go to a 10th place roster just because like now they can pay me or i'm going to go to an academy team because that's the only place i'm going to play like i don't think he's going to do that um so i imagine this just makes it easier for him like if he can find a team in the off season you know or like at summer split like that's a easier thing for him and if he wants to just go stream or do whatever he can find a deal that makes it like you know fits his desires as a streamer rather than having to just like work it into his existing tl deal or being in contract hell or something yeah that sounds kind of gross of like i need to find an org to stream for for the spring split uh i don't know if i like the sound of that for jensen but yeah i, I hope he he gets to do what he wants to do uh or maybe he just has to take a break for the for a cleaning split and yeah. come back for summer. Sounds like a lot I of players have to do that. Yeah, I doubt he'd find like an org, but rather it'd be something like, like he already has an agent, right? Like if you just have to make, if you have to make brand deals or whatever, like you can take those deals that are, you know, streamer targeted rather than 
pro player targeted where like the deliverables or something like you go in film you know at a commercial or shoots like that like but instead it's like okay now you just have to stream with our banner on your stream for 15 hours or whatever a month like there i'm sure that's different than what you have to do as a pro player in terms of the applications ah so you'd like to play raid shadow legends with my boy jensen would you exactly exactly i see where you're going with this yes yes dignitas blue is now official i'm moving on uh it doesn't look like Kajol is going to be casting uh for the next year uh, i'm moving that on that one seems weird did you see anything about that Okay, um, honestly, I'm not very tuned in to whatever is going on there. I, I, I just saw one thing where, like, he tweeted in November that he's exciting, he excited to continue with his uh, casting. And then suddenly last week or sometime in the last few days, um, which shows how important this is to me, he, I think he put out some sort of tweet that, like, it looks like he won't be casting or it looks like what he said before is not going to be true. Uh, so that's m- what I know about it. Um, is there something more that you know um, about the whole situation? Uh, I think, I forget who it was that I read this from, um, but it sounded like it was something like Cajol was wanting to, like, somehow continue doing his, like, co-streaming stuff or, you know, get co-streaming rights in some way so that he can, like, because he's gotten a big stream audience, right? Like, he's been streaming really, like, consistently since Worlds and stuff. Um, So I'm sure that that's, like, fruitful for him. So it sounded like he was trying to do something like, I still want to cast LEC but I want to do, you know, my co-stream still and grow this part of my brand. And, like, Riot was like, no, you can't do that. Like, if you're if you're casting with us, like, you're casting with us. There's no, like, taking away from the broadcast or whatever with your own personal stuff. Um, but I saw today that he tweeted something like, it's like, seems like things might work out. Like, it might not be as bad as, as I had uh, thought kind of thing. So I don't know what that means, you know, whether that's, like, he's back on the broadcast or he got a good streamer deal or he's actually going to go be Vitality's coach or what, but we'll see. Yeah. I don't know if I'm really that interested. That's fair. But I mean, I, I definitely Riot should not let them be on the broadcast and then, and then also co-stream. You know, like I feel like if you're working with us, you're working with us kind of thing. Um, and, don't take away, which I don't think it's the right thing, but I understand if that's Riot's policy, whether or not yeah. that's the right thing to do for casters or, you know, or broadcast talent with that are officially hired by Riot and that, and aren't contractors like shocks. Um, you know, I'm not intelligent enough to <laughs> participate in this conversation. <laughs> um, that's fair. Yeah. But what I'm trying to say is I, I understand why it is that way, but and it sucks that it is that way. Um, if, like, for example, um, they can't have Double Lift on the LCS broadcast because he's too expensive and he doesn't think it's worth his time, and then Kajol would like to do co-streaming, but that means that then Riot doesn't want him on the main broadcast. And so I, I hope that they can work something out so that the people can be happy and then they can still have you know, their beloved Quickshot, Deficio, Kajol, if possible, and that sort of thing. Um, unfortunately, there's just, like conflicts of interest and then also just business sense that prevents all of these things from happening um and yeah i guess that's my take on it but other than that just work out what you want to do man <laughs> yeah that's kind of true I, I imagine a lot of this too like this thing this whole thing feels like there's a lot we don't know around it right so yeah it's pretty it's pretty it's vague. hard to comment on yeah uh speaking of vitality they officially announced their roster which is going to consist of uh, alfari self-made perks a uh, and lebrov 
and I think I think that's cool. Looks like a, a fine team to me. Yeah, um, sounds pretty fucking good if you ask me. But <laughs> yeah, we already knew about him too, so it's 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 like hard, it, this is one of those you know surprise Pikachu moments. Like, oh yeah, wow, this is your roster. Who knew, man? Yeah, who knew? Yeah, and that's it. I think you know, all of the, most of the rosters around the world are now announced. I think there might still be some stuff going on in LPL. Oh, which speaking of which, I think I saw that the shy is going to join Sooning, now known as like Weibo Gaming or something like that. So looks like the shy already found a home, and we'll just see um, where Rookie ends up. Oh, I did just see that Sword Art is back to that Weibo Gaming team too. So, oh really? I I didn't see that. Yeah, that's I mean, it was like good for him. Hour, so yeah. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Good for him. Good for him. Uh, yeah, he got his payday, and then he's he's back uh, where he belongs. True. Um, I meant that in a friendly way, <laughs> not a racist way. Right, right. Or or not a like a um like a nationalist way. Yeah, I got you. I swear. Um, I know. I got you. I believe you. <laughs> I I totally believe you. Yeah. You taught me how to say the TSM players' names, so like I you know I don't yeah. think you're trying to be racist. So I can't be racist. I'm just kidding. And then the last thing in our news uh, for this week is it looks like Crumbs is going to retire from that the LCS scene. Um, just doesn't look like he wants to be in League of Legends at this time or, or maybe ever again. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't have much to say about that one either. I think, like, I feel like the last couple of years for Crumbs, even being on LCS, like when he was, like, felt almost like he wasn't, like, it did. It, I didn't get the feeling that this was, like, still what he really wanted to do, you know? It was like, it was like, I'm back casting like because he it felt like there was a year or two where he wasn't like right on like the main lcs stuff and then like then he came back and it's like well now it just feels like this is what he wants to do because like he knows how to do it already and it's just like this is how i get my paycheck kind of thing so i hope i hope he finds you know something that he is actually wanting to do nowadays that's you know not just living off of his old league career Uh, yeah i I hope he finds what he wants to do i would say that i I think i'm going to miss him and i think he was doing weird stuff like he was casting for like he was casting academy games i believe i think he was casting he might have been casting some amateur stuff for the um for the lcs he was doing uh, analyst stuff and then so i don't know if he was happy with what he was doing and i think that i just want to say that like as we're losing more and more talent more and more like old school talent from the old league days um and now they're just leaving the scene, so to speak. Like that's just a shame for me to see, and yeah, that's just another recognized lame um, that we're losing from the, the LCS ecosystem to go on and do something else. Yeah, that's true. Hopefully, hopefully, you know, we've like as as things continue to mature, you know, that it just means that there's more spots for for new people to do it, right? Like I feel like that's one of the things over the last. Like, last year was, like, probably the first time that I watched more, like, Academy games or, like, the amateur circuit stuff, you know, and there's, like, listening to casters from there and analysts and on those broadcasts, like, there's some good casters and analysts doing um, Academy stuff, and so it seems like, you know, the spots like this are good opportunities for those guys to move up, you know, when before it was just, like, oh, yeah, Academy is just, like, what, like, Rivington has to do and, and Crumbs have to do, like, on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and it's just, like, a fill spot for guys that are gonna do lcs stuff on the weekend anyway right so hopefully uh hopefully this just means that more good people get to move into those roles too i can agree with that like emily ran true all right dude anything else you got we've run through our topics 
No, I think that's it. I, I and I talked to, to you about this uh, before we started, but I think that's going to be it for the year for On the Hunt, a League of Legends podcast. Um, how do you feel, man? Forty episodes. We started um, ju- right before February, right before the lock-in tournament. Did you have a good time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel good, dude. I'm glad we got to do all this. I'm surprised, you know. I mean, forty episodes later, and we're still talking about it. Can't be. Uh, couldn't be that bad, right? No, yeah, it's it's cool. The way I think about it is, forty individual times we like cleared out everything else that we could have been doing in our schedule, sat down for like one hour minimum every time, yeah, and then and then we and we Just banged it out for less, uh, for lack of a better term. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, yeah, and yeah we got we it done forty out. times. We definitely banged it out. We banged dude. it out forty times. Damn. What a year. What a year it has been. Yeah, what a year for uh, North American League of Legends. What a year for uh, On the Hunt. And hopefully there's more good things to come. And we, yeah. we, we experienced it all, dude. We did the first ever lock-in tournament, spring split, spring playoffs, um, MSI. I'm glad there was an MSI this year. Right into yeah. summer split, summer playoffs. We did the world championship and, and the play-ins. Um, and so... You know, if there's anything I regret, I regret watching like two games of MSI. I <laughs> could have done a better effort to watch more of those games. In fact, I think the whole like knockout portion of the like top four, I didn't watch any of those best of games. I, I might have caught like game five of one of the Damwon games and that's it. Yeah, I'm thinking back to MSI and it seems so long ago. I feel like I must have watched um, some of the like mad damn one series um but yeah i mean it, it's hard i mean we, it's shit times dude we had it we had it at worlds too like what are That's they doing true. in iceland yeah but speaking of worlds uh, i do believe that they will be having that in north america next year so we'll be eating good and we'll be true maybe we can even go we'll see maybe we'll do a live on the hunt podcast episode <laughs> outside of the world's venue and they'll be like who the fuck are you yeah, and then we'll just get escorted off the premises for being <laughs> creeps or something like that. I've never been to LCS, so I'd be down. Yeah, dude, it's fun. I I went to Worlds. I went to the the last Worlds that was in NA. We went um, when it was in San Francisco to one of the group stage matches. It was I we I got to see TSM when they beat Samsung that year. It was like the first game where they beat Samsung, and I still remember the um, the. Like the beginning of the game was where uh, Svenskirian was playing Lee Sin against um, against Elise, and he went into their like blue side jungle, like top um, top blue side jungle, and was hiding in the like, tribrush as Elise was coming up to like save his laner, and like he knew that he was there, and he threw a cocoon into the bush to like try and scout it out, and then Svenskirian sidestepped it, and then uh, Lee Sin was as Lee Sin just like one shot him as he walked up, and everybody like the whole crowd was going nuts, dude, it was hype. Yeah, I I would love to be there for like a moment like that of just the crowd going insane. I've only ever been to one live event. It was 2014, uh, IEM San Jose 2014. I think it was like, and you were in the back of an odd one video, right? Yes, yes, and I, <laughs> I think that I think that was literally patch 4.20, uh, and like Warwick happened to be OP on that patch. Big um, patch. Um, it was when yeah, it was when. Unicorns of Love just promoted into the EU LCS, and then we were just seeing them come over to play 
uh, before the year that they would play uh, in the EU LCS, and then they just shit stomp TSM. Well, did you t- watch? The, did you get to see the TF Jungle game? Was that yes? The one you saw? Yeah, I saw that one. Nice, yeah, nice. So that that was the tournament that I that I was at, and and then Cloud Nine won that one, I believe. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's the only live event I've ever been at. Damn. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully you can get to go to Worlds now, dude. Now that it's you know close in our hometown. True. Hometown, but our neck of the woods. All right, and that's gonna be it for episode forty of On the Hunt a League of Legends podcast. I hope you all enjoyed it. And if you did, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on the service that you are listening to us on, if you haven't already subscribed. We'd appreciate it if you would also give us a rating or hit the like button to show some support. You can find us on YouTube as well as your podcast player of choice, from Apple Podcasts to Spotify and so forth. We'll see you all next year for another episode of On the Hunt. See you next year.